Hello, it's Cassie with The Happy Thinker, and this is episode number 56. Good morning, my people. I want to elaborate on my last podcast. So today I'm going to talk about a different topic, but elaborate kind of how we go about really implementing this new understanding of how we become the people we want to become, that it starts with our habits, that it starts with the way that we think and feel, um, and really kind of learning how to apply that, not just knowing that in head knowledge, but knowing how to go about doing it. And today's topic is not one that I think is a new understanding, but I hope you come to a brand new fresh resolve and a brand new fresh inspiration after this podcast to really start using this this tool, this understanding to push you towards your goals. So let's get started. So what I am going to talk about today is you are never, ever, ever, ever going to feel like it. You've probably heard that before. You've probably heard that in a nagging way, so it's not something you associate with a very pleasant feeling. When you were a kid and your parents told you to clean your room, make your bed, or wash the dishes, you probably thought to your mind, I don't feel like it. When you wake up in the morning and it's time to go to work, you probably experience the thought of, I don't feel like it. I want you to understand and come to an understanding of that thought being one of the sole reasons you are not achieving moving forward or feeling like you are making progress and it is a very toxic thought. The thought leads to the emotion which leads to the action. Something that I want to also talk about today is a concept called the um, thought action gap. The gap between in our brains what we are thinking and the action to make it happen. Many times we get stuck here. We have the intention for something to happen. We have a goal. We have all these ideas, but then we don't actually ever implement it and put it into action, and we don't know why. The thought action gap is someplace most people get very stuck. It is due to the I don't feel like it scenario and this can even be true in places that you don't understand why you're stuck because you want to be unstuck. You may even have a deep desire to do whatever it is you are aiming for, but you still will have this internal subconscious thought that has patterned itself into who you are of I don't feel like it right now or I don't feel good right now, so it's not a good time. However you want to phrase it, I don't feel like it is still the root thought cause. This can even happen in trauma cases when you have had a traumatic event happen to you and it comes time to do some actual work in healing, which when I say actual work in healing, 
Even though you were not the one who caused the trauma, and it seems very unfair that you have to do the work to heal the trauma, that is how it goes. When you have a trauma in your life, in order for you to get better, you have to choose to make the steps to get better. But sometimes, if you've thought the thought long enough, I just can't, I don't feel like it, I don't have the emotional, mental power to do so right now, and you've thought about it enough times over and over again, it becomes a subconscious thought of I don't feel like it or I don't feel like it right now and I will let you know right now as a victim of trauma at some point in my life when you have gone through trauma the act of healing is painful the act of feeling takes a lot of emotional energy and you will never ever ever feel like doing that I promise it will never be a moment where you will say yes I want to feel this because it doesn't feel good And when we are living in an emotional state, when we are living in the emotional self, that is when we hold ourselves back the most because our emotions are designated for certain things and they're not negative things, but your brain is naturally designed to keep you safe and anything scary, uncertain, unknown, or new to us that has an emotion hooked to it that's a negative emotion or has an emotion hooked to it that's not a positive emotion it doesn't necessarily have to be negative but not positive our brain is hardwired to avoid but every time you learn something new you create a new connection pathway in your brain and the act of thinking it becomes a form of rehearsing and this begins to establish a programming in your brain a new programming in your brain to look like it has already happened so it's important for you to get in the habit of rehearsing positive emotions positive things positive healing techniques but when you have that experience of i don't feel like it it gets in the way So don't wait for your wealth, your success, your health to start experiencing gratitude. Don't wait for the things that you want to happen to start experiencing those emotions ahead of the experience. Because that is where we get stuck. We get stuck in the thought action gap and we get stuck in the I don't feel like it. And because we don't already feel the emotions then we don't go for it because we're not already experiencing what it is we're achieving. We're not feeling the emotions. We've connected the emotions to the experience instead of connecting the experience to the emotions in, a, in the opposite fashion. When you start deciding to think and rehearse, even when you don't feel like it, the things that will benefit your life When you choose to make that decision over and over and over again, you are rehearsing the way that you want your life to go. You are rehearsing who you want to be. And your brain does not know the difference between rehearsal and the show, the real showtime. So by rehearsing, you will eventually convince your brain that it has already happened and give you the confidence to actually do it and bring it into real life. But if you are rehearsing the opposite of, I don't feel like it, I don't have the time for it right now, that's just, I'm not feeling the greatest right now, those kinds of things will stop you in the thought-action gap because you'll have the thought, I want to change, but the action will not be there because you hesitate for that brief moment. 
And when you hesitate, you get stuck. And you make tiny little decisions subconsciously throughout the day that are sabotaging your success. You chose not to eat that healthy meal. You chose to snap at your kids. You chose to not get up early. You chose to wait for that homework assignment to the last minute. You chose to hang out with that person you know is negative. Or you chose to think that thought that you know takes you to a dark place. You chose to, instead of make your home inviting, keep the windows down. Keep the, your covers over your head. Small decisions lead to bigger life consequences. And most of the time, it starts with, I don't feel like it. When you're not feeling your best, you choose to respond out of your emotions. So when we start thinking that our emotional experience is the reality of our experience, we lose the ability to choose because your emotions now rule you. I am a victim of this many, many times, and I am a actively practicing human being who practices this all the time and I'm working very hard not to. So don't feel like I'm preaching. I understand what it is like to respond out of emotion. But that's the difference between being a reactive individual and a responsive individual. Responsive individuals act out of a knowing of what is what is true and a knowing of what they are supposed to do for themselves, for their good. A reactive individual acts out of the stimulus around them and the emotions that are triggered because of it. They don't have control over their thoughts that produce those emotions and they just respond out of the chemical response of emotion. You're feeling agitated, so you snap at your partner. You're feeling guilty, so you do something that is not genuine. You are feeling unhappy. And so you think the thought is never going to get better. So you take the actions, little by little, that it never does get better because your brain likes to be right. So the toxic thought is, I don't feel like it. That toxic thought is, I am not feeling the correct emotion right now to respond to this accurately. We have to move out of our emotional self and into our thought self. And then we have to learn to close the thought gap and action gap. Those are the things I want to talk about today. The I don't feel like it paradigm and the thought action gap. So once you've moved out of your emotional self... And you're no longer a reactive individual, which takes time and practice, but is possible on a 95% basis. You're still human. It's going to happen sometimes. And no shaming in this, this spot, in this happy thinker spot. We don't shame here. So once you've moved out of that, then you need to learn how to close that thought action gap. So I'm going to talk about both of those today to help both sides of the coin, wherever you feel like you fall between these two. If you're stuck in that, I have these intentions, I have these goals, I think about it, I don't respond out of my emotions, but I don't respond at all. And you're stuck in that thought action gap, you haven't made the changes to move forward. And you keep saying you want to, and maybe you do for a short period of time, but then you get stuck again in your own brain. You can't get out of your head. Or if you fall into the I respond from my emotions and can't seem to figure out how to respond out of anything else, I'm going to talk about both of those today.
So there's two ways to get past the emotional self. So for those of you who are looking to try and get out of your emotions, if you really struggle with that, there's two ways to go about it. One is to find the thought first, beat the emotion before you ever get to the emotion. Because this is the most effective way to avoid experiencing those emotions or succumbing to those emotions rather. So sometimes we will still experience a negative emotion. We need to learn to be okay with that, but we need to learn to not let our emotions rule us. If we can get to the thought first before the emotion, then we can better help ourselves when we get to that feeling that we don't particularly like or that feeling that doesn't particularly serve us. So the first thing you want to do when you're trying to get to the thought first before the emotion happens is set up in your mind a don't entertaining thoughts portion of boundaries for yourself. What I mean by that is we all have thoughts we know are paralyzing to us. Those thoughts that knock the winds out of your sails, those thoughts that are not beneficial to you personally. Each person's internal world, their internal thought life is their own. And it's very different for each person. But you know those thoughts that simply wipe you out. Those thoughts that don't help you in any way but make you feel guilty, make you hesitate, make you fear, make you feel like you can't do what you're aiming to do, like you'll never get there, like you're a failure, like you might as well give up. Those kinds of thoughts that come across our brain will make us feel things. They're connected to emotions that our bodies are used to experiencing. If you're anything like me, in my past experiences of life, I had a lot of time periods where I was very, very hard on myself. And they were all connected to specific thoughts of not being good enough, all connected to specific thoughts of not having what it takes. And so when you know certain thoughts will produce an emotion, the best thing to do is to set up a not entertaining thoughts portion of your brain. So how it works is the moment that you experience a thought that you know is one of those, the F word thoughts, <laughs> the thoughts that are like, uh, they're, they're no, no thoughts for a two year old. Those are no, no things like those are thoughts that your brain will run with like that toddler with a knife and cause all kinds of damage. So to stop that from ever happening, when you experience yourself getting ready to think that thought or you catch yourself in the middle of thinking that thought, the moment that you feel that, you hear that in your mind, you're going to start experiencing the feeling that's connected to it. So stop it right there in that track and I want you to get out your goal list. If you've listened to my podcast before, I have had specific podcasts on making your goals and writing them down and how to work those through yearly goals, break them down to six months goals, break them down to each month, and then break them down to each week, and then daily goals. So get out your goal list, your big goal list, the ones that are like your dream life goals. And I want you to apply one of those goals in that area. Whatever one it's standing in the way of, that thought is standing in the way of at that current moment. So for instance, if you are 
having trouble at work and you're wanting to feel more confident and successful and one of your goals is to gain confidence and to really rock your work life pick that goal pick that goal right in that that second get out your goal list you could carry like a little a little tiny piece of paper in your pocket or wherever you're where you're at stop take a moment take that out look at your physical goal and then ask yourself this question is this thought that I'm thinking right now that I know is going to disarm me make me feel a certain way that I don't want to feel is it getting me any closer to this goal is it benefiting me in any way is it helping me align with this goal am I being aligned right now in this moment with that goal with the person that already has that my future self that already has that goal would they be thinking this thought when you ask yourself those questions and you cannot answer, yes, this is helping me, this is benefiting me, this is getting me closer to my goal, this is aligning with that person I want to be, when you can't answer those, then you just need to say it's non-negotiable. We don't entertain thoughts like that. And then you move on to your next thought. You choose to move on to your next thought. That sounds crazy and hard to do, but I promise you, once you give your brain reason to realign with the goals, your brain likes to solve problems. It's not used to things that are new or scary, and it is supposed to keep you alive, but it likes to solve problems. So if you pose a problem to it, hey, this is the goal that I'm working towards, and here's the problem, this doesn't align, then it will try to solve it, I promise, even subconsciously. So that's the first thing. You want to try to beat your thoughts. Let's say you can't beat your thoughts. You're already in the emotion. You've skipped the conscious awareness of your thought and you're already experiencing the emotion. Then you need to go back to the model of our thoughts come first. So once you're experiencing the emotion, stop in the middle of that and write it out. Okay, this is what I'm feeling. Now try to trace back the thought that started it. Once you do that and you trace back the thought that started it, kind of just break it down for yourself of this is why I'm feeling what I'm feeling. Is it helping me? So once you're already in the feeling, it's the same process. The only difference is you're experiencing the feeling. You name that feeling. You claim it as that's what you're feeling. You tell yourself it's okay to feel what you're feeling. Don't resist the feeling. And then name the thought that that it came from so that you can in the future know that that's a non-negotiable thought for you. So once you become okay with experiencing negative emotion, understanding that it doesn't feel good, it is always best to try to avoid um, ever getting to that point because you, if you better manage your emotions from the beginning, you'll never get to that point. It's better to do it that way. But if you are already experiencing the emotion, it's important to be okay with negative emotion and not let it amount to anything. So just because you feel that way doesn't mean that's true. So just because you feel like a failure doesn't mean you are. Just because you feel like your dreams are never going to come true doesn't mean that's true. This is a simple human emotion that will pass if you accept that it exists, accept that it is part of being human, and then move forward from there. So if you've already gotten to the emotional state point, that's how we need to manage our emotions. Learning to not let it amount to what we choose to chalk it up to. Our emotions, many times we try to use them like a guide 
on what to do next and where to go next. And when we act on our emotions, many times it's in a way that doesn't serve us because unless that emotion matches and aligns with something that fuels you towards your goal, fuels you towards your happiness, your emotions aren't going to help you out. Your body is designed for survival. So if it occurs like something new and it comes across something that it's not expecting, it's going to experience some kind of backlashing, put on the emergency brake emotions. And those emotions are only meant to keep you safe. Say, here, pay attention to this because we're trying to keep you from doing this. We're trying to keep you from uh, making that decision because we don't know what it would lead to. We're trying to help you know that there could be danger. So that's what your emotions are meant to do, is signal when there's danger. But the difference is, is it's not talking about risks for your benefit or risks that could be helpful to you. It's talking about risks in terms of keeping you alive. And if it doesn't know, your brain doesn't know what to do with it, then it simply puts on that emergency break. The next way to beat the thought-action gap, once we've learned to manage our emotions... The next thing we need to do is beat that thought action gap. The gap between I've set my intention, I've set my goal, now how do I take action? I've been able to manage my emotions so they don't get in the way, but now how do I take action? Because a lot of times we get stuck there. We say we'll do it tomorrow. We say we don't feel like it. We say that I'm just not feeling the greatest. Well, we've gotten past our feelings, so that shouldn't matter at all. Why are we still not taking action? I recently learned of a psychology topic called the five second rule. This rule can be used in the wrong way. So take it and understand the concept in terms of what's good for you and what benefits you and what would actually bring you happiness, not in terms of making rash and irrational decisions. So the five second rule is that... Because your brain is designed to keep you safe, you have five seconds for the conscious brain when it has an urge to do something. So an opportunity arises and you have an urge to take it. A, um, an idea arises in your mind and you have an urge to speak it out loud and take action on it. You are sitting on the couch and you have an urge to go run for a moment because you know that's going to align with your goals. You have exactly five seconds to decide to respond to that before your subconscious patterning that's already programmed into you that you, you may be working on changing but is already part of who you naturally are now is going to kick in. And when that kicks in, it's going to tell you the, it's like a script. It's so, for instance, most people live in a very routine life. They get up in the morning, they get off on the same side of the bed, they brush their teeth, they take a shower, they get their coffee, they get in their car, they drive to work, they drop their kids off at school, whatever it is, but they have a routine. And this routine is ingrained in them. So the moment something new comes into their past, no matter what kind of new it is, the brain automatically will jump to a, whoa, 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 wait a second, what is this, what are we doing, this isn't normal, we don't know 
we're not sure about this. It's automatically programmed to be cautious about it and discard it as quickly as possible because that's not in our routine. And the routine keeps us safe because the routine has proven itself over and over and over again so many times that we remember it so well subconsciously, we don't even have to think about it. If you ever driven to work and didn't remember driving to work, you're like, wait, how did I get here? That is because your brain is put it in that subconscious category. And because you know exactly how to get to work and you know how to drive. And so subconsciously, you don't even have to, to think about it consciously because the subconscious takes care of it. So that's what happens with everything for your brain to be more efficient and to take care of you. It programs in you what's safe and anything that does not seem normal or out of, and it seems out of the ordinary, your brain says, whoa, 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 that might not be safe. We don't know. So don't try that. But your conscious brain has five seconds of an idea, a spark, a drive to choose whatever it is that came to that to came to your front door pretty much and you have to respond within five seconds to whatever that urge was if it aligns with who you are so if you're worried about making a rash decision this way and you're like I don't know about that when you've already set out your goals and your intentions you already know what you need to do to do that if you want to lose weight you need to eat healthy and exercise right if you want to be more positive, you think more positive thoughts and you take more positive risks. So we know what we need to do. So when you have an idea that has the potential to do that, when you have an opportunity that has the potential to advance you, to gain you success, to gain you something, your brain's automatically going to put on the brakes to make sure that you're not risking too much. So you don't need to worry about that. Your brain already takes care of those checks. But respond in the first five seconds and you'll be amazed at what your life can look like when you respond in the first five seconds to positive things that align with you. So for instance, you can probably remember if you ever went to a school dance as a kid, sitting on the sidelines or whatever, if you weren't a social butterfly, and having the urge to dance just for a moment. Ooh, I want to get up and dance to this song. And that, that thought bubbled up in you just for a moment, and if you didn't seize it right at that moment, you wouldn't have had the courage to do it. The same thing is true about everything else in our lives. If you do not respond within the first five seconds to take that adventure, to book that trip, to decide to take that business opportunity within the first five seconds, then you are not going to have the courage to do it. Now, when we're talking about this, I have had raising concerns that what if you make these split second decisions in the first five seconds and it turns out horribly wrong. I'm not saying that that couldn't happen, but I am going to say if you've already sat down and put into motion your intentions, you're more than likely that your brain is trying to solve those problems for you. Even though it doesn't like new and scary things, it is trying to solve the problem of what you've posed to it. I want this, how do I get this? It's trying to solve that problem for you. So naturally your brain is designed to recognize things that are in the arena of solving the problem. So when those things arise and you have that internal urge to seize that moment, more often than not, it is for your benefit. 
if you have a bad feeling about it from the beginning, that's obviously your internal response is also telling you this isn't the right thing for you. But seizing the moment in the first five seconds can do a lot for you. One, it can gain you confidence that you can take action. So when it's time to take action on something bigger and needs a lot more thought, you will already have the courage to do so because you say, look at all these other chances I took. Two, you took some chances and by taking risks and chances, you gain the ability to get closer to your goals. Honestly, inaction is way worse than taking actions that don't succeed. Because at least if you took actions that don't succeed, you know that doesn't work. That's something you can cross off your list and try something else. The worst possible scenario is that you're just going to be right back where you started. Which, you're there now. So why not? Why not take the opportunity? So it's something to consider. Like I've said in many of my podcasts, I am simply someone is passing on knowledge from my own personal experiences that that have helped me with mind and thought work and with the way I deal with my emotions and the way that I deal with my thoughts. But every teacher has something to teach you. So you can take little bits from all of them. And you can take what serves you and you can leave what doesn't. So if any of these tips didn't align with you and didn't feel like they fit you, that's okay. But I hope if they did, you put them into practice. So thank you guys so much for listening to The Happy Thinker today. You can find me on Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so many other platforms, as well as on my website, happythinkerlifecoach.com. All lowercase letters and no spaces. Okay, guys, I will talk to you really soon. Bye.